0: And we are back on the Free Range Tales with me, as always, my homie, Adrian Lozano. We are back, Jason. How you doing? Doing good, man. Back in the studio again, only after a couple weeks. What happened? We're just fishing. Whoa. And recording. Fishing and
1: recording. That's what we're doing. So we kind of committed to get back in the studio a little quick this time. (laughs) Yeah, we did. And we did. And we went fishing, and we got back in the studio. So cheers to us. Cheers, buddy. Cheers, buddy. Getting back in. And a trip, it was, man. It was a good trip. Yes. We were on the San Diego, out of San Diego, and it was very exciting. Um, It was a tough trip.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, it we had to work for it a little bit on this trip. Emotions were high. <laughs> well, I think, like, you know, the... We were frothing before the the last trip, you right? Know, we were so fired up, so pumped up. You know, that trip kind of came together at the last minute. We were throwing um,
1: out some energy for that. Oh, trip. yeah, we the, the energy my was goodness. super high.
0: I mean, you got the last spot on the literally the last spot on the boat. Yeah, I panicked
1: when they saw one <laughs> spot left. I was like, Oh my god, what if someone else does it right now at the same time? And I was like clicking as fast as I could and I got it. So it was, uh, I knew it was a sign.
0: Yeah, and then, uh, you know, we ended up doing kind of a little dirtbag style. We did uh back of the trucks the night before. We drove down the night before, kind of prepped up, and uh, basically just had the, all the gear ready. Yeah. We were ready, got down there early. You were number one, first person to check in, and the first person on the boat.
1: You know, I like to be prompt and uh, very punctual. But, um, you know, my enthusiasm, I figure, would carry me throughout the day
0: no, and you kind of knew, knew, knew the program though you you honestly knew the program because you had gone yeah. on that boat twice before and like the month previous you had gone out twice before on that boat so you knew the program you had it wired you knew exactly where to go what yeah to i was do like hey to dude do. we're gonna stand right there that's where we're gonna line up and then... <laughs> but all that kind of goes into like mental preparation i think anyways because you were just ready to go like you put all that behind you you weren't worried about where to go what to do how to do it you already knew where to go you had your boat you had the spot picked out on the boat where to sit even like you knew exactly where you wanted to be. And it took the stress off of me of having to like make those decisions just straight to the spot. Yeah. Yeah. Took us straight to the spot. I I trusted you, your wisdom. You took us right to the spot, got set up. And, uh, the San Diego is a great boat. It's just a, it's a full day boat out of Seaforth Landing, San Diego. So kind of this trip was an offshore trip targeting Bluefin and yellowfin. They had Absolutely. been doing good the days before. Yep. They had shifted the program. They were that the, at, the, at the islands when you went out with them. Yep. And then they shifted to offshore because there was better sign offshore. The islands weren't working as good. They weren't getting as many yellowtails. So oh, it they turned off. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. The the yellowtail turned off at the islands a little bit, and um, they might be back right now. But right now the uh, a lot of boats are heading out just a little bit further. Um and and going for tuna so and we actually stopped on a couple of patties before and we actually picked up like 14 yellowtail um so that was kind of cool too i mean it wasn't just a hey we're just going for tuna we're not going to stop at these patties no the captain got on the on the radio and was like uh captain matt was like hey you guys i'm going to check these patties out um you know just we're going to slide in on them and and keep moving if, if there's nothing there but let's fish them for a second and uh, we got lucky uh, you know there was some yellowtail there i didn't get lucky but the boat didn't
0: and that's that's great stuff so it was actually kind of a nice warm-up actually like, yeah you know because we got to kind of you got to get, it get broke your gear the ice. out yeah it you broke got, the ice. totally broke the ice broke the tension everybody yeah. got you know got some fish on the boat got some blood on the decks and, and it uh, was interesting because
1: there. there was a already a couple of people already getting tangled up in the corner and whatnot and the captain said hey this isn't gonna work you know like we when we get on bigger fish you know, I, I remember him screaming or something like that. You know, yeah, this he... isn't
0: gonna work when we get sixty pound bluefin. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that exact line. It you was know, so it's, perfect, so perfect.
1: perfect. Yeah, it was a good warm up, like you said. You know, it got yeah. people kind of communicating and talking. And hey, I'm gonna, I'm coming down the rail. You know, you gotta talk. I mean, we'll follow your line, keep your lines tight and stuff. So it kind of broke the ice, like you said, or you know, like we we're talking about. So um, that was great. And then we get out there to the grounds, man. And, uh, we started trolling and,
0: uh, right. then we pick up, uh, we picked up that's actually how we found the yellowtail. Cause we oh, it were trolling and, tail. and hooked we, up a yellowtail. He was kind of trolled right. past a, uh, thought we got a past a patty. Him. And then he hooked up, somebody that's hooked right. up a yellowtail on the troller and reeled it in. And so we stopped, started fly lining some bait, um, casting some jigs out there. And some people got, you know, got a couple on that patty. Then we moved that's on right. to another patty. And that one produced a little bit more, but ended up with 14 total yellowtail yeah. before we kind of really pushed offshore and started looking for we some yellow Did we bluefin. troll all the way offshore? No, I thought they brought I think they brought him in after that that second patty. I think they brought him in. I bet, I remember.
1: forget. Yeah, yeah, anyways. But we we got out to the tuna grounds and then and then it was fishing for tuna right there.
0: Yeah, and it was fun because this is cause we did an offshore trip with Bly, and that trip was a little different because we ended up flying the kite pretty much for 12. 13 14 15 hours straight did so we some flew, trolling we but we flew the yeah. kite the whole time pretty much and so this yeah. one was a little different because it's kind of more everybody's getting in there you're looking for schools you're locating schools of bluefin and it's amazing how good and their program to locate the fish was pretty awesome so the captain is he's using his, his radars his sonar he's using all that equipment but then he's also using gyros which are just big binoculars that help to kind of stabilize so when you're on the the ocean that's rocking these yeah. these gyros are binoculars that are stabilized, mm-hmm. and so they help you. Can well, see they have for a like gyro. A
1: they have a gyro in there that stabilizes the picture, so you don't get like seasick because it's really really tough, especially high, that high up off of the water and that center of gravity uh, for the teetering. So yeah, it actually will electronically stabilize the picture, and you can move and tilt side to side, but your picture in your in your view is perfectly still. So those things are amazing.
0: Oh, they're they're next level. They're like, and I've seen I've been on those enough things offshore trips now to know that if you're going to pursue offshore fishing, tuna fishing especially, yep. Yep. and looking for schools, foamers, you know, fish on the surface, signs of fish, whether it be a bird flying and kind of diving on bait you need those gyros to kind of like locate yeah, the fish. Yeah, you really do. It's, it, I, it, it reminds me of, of hunting, very weird. Like backcountry hunting yeah. where you need to be on the glass. The glass is your friend because it's doing the legwork for You're you. Right. It's locating You're the right. animals. And it was cool because the San Diego had this they on their bridge of their boat. So the captain's at the helm glassing, and he's looking, and he's checking his sonar, checking things out. Right. But then he had two of the deckhands. As we were motoring around, he had two of the deckhands up on the bridge, up yeah. kind of almost in like a tuna tower, you want to call it. Yeah. It wasn't that. A little, little bird nest. He had a little, little bird nest up there. Any bird nest? He had two of the deckhands up there, and they both were glassing. So you've got three different guys glassing, trying to locate the fish, which is huge. It was huge, and they're
1: locating where the birds are flying and circling, and then diving, and then they're locating the fish. If there's no birds, sometimes the fish still get the school of bait up to the surface, and then they start blowing up the surface and start splashing all over and going running full speed through the uh, through the bait, and they exit the water. You see a full body of fish. It's it's really amazing stuff. Um, but that that's it gets it gets you so pumped up. They gun it, you know, all the way over there. And hopefully the school's still going, and usually it is. And uh in our case, we would get up to that school, and man, it happened a lot time and time again. And we were not short of seeing seeing foamers and schools of fish, but they were a little skittish that day for us.
0: They were being super, super skittish, which is a bluefin do that they can they, change from
1: day to day and exactly what i was going to say day to day because the day before they had caught 58 or something like that for the boat um they limited or something like that. i forget the numbers but it was up there it was in the 50s uh, they they did well for f- a few days before that so i had even told you dude we're gonna come home with two bluefin <laughs> it's gonna be so good it's going to be so good. I, I, how how would this feel to limit on bluefin? Oh, it'd be amazing. How does it feel? It would have been amazing. I man. was telling you that from, like, I was already, like, willing it. Just <laughs> willing it.
0: Speak it into existence, dude. You oh, were trying to speak it into his existence. Oh,
1: my gosh. It so was so funny. It was really tough. Uh, we would pull up to those foamers, and we would pull up to those boils, and they would just dive down. It was really tough fishing. So when we would pull up to them— you know they wanted us to fly line and if you guys listen to a few of our past episodes uh fly lining is just the hook to the to the or the line the fishing line to the hook and then you put it on the bait the live bait and you have it swim out there um so we were just fly lining a lot and throwing some some people were throwing colt snipers um but really it was about the fly line and live bait but as soon as they dipped down you know everyone kind of ran back to go get their sinker rig or, or a heavy jig like a flatfall or a colt sniper. And, you know, I think it was kind of too late by then. Um, you know, it was really tough because these fish were skittish. So we don't know which way they're going underneath the boat or away from the boat. But we kind of all picture in our heads that they're going away from the boat because they just dip down real quick. But it was really tough. I mean, we, we did that time and time again. But I believe you got the first
0: bluefin on the boat. I did, I did. So we I do I think it believe. was the second stop that we had gone to. So we had located one school of bluefin and it was super skittish. Like you said, we threw a bunch of fly line out right. there and the the deckhands and the captain basically said, "Hey, try a fly line. If you don't get bit in the first 30 seconds, change your bait. Keep on the fly line but change your bait." They
1: basically said two baits.
0: Two baits. Use two baits quick. within like a 30 minute, seconds. They basically so, said, yeah. yeah, yeah. Within a minute they said, "Try fly lining. If you don't get bit wind it in and change your rig to the sinker rig because yeah. the fish were sinking out. They're being really, really boat shy and they acknowledged it, right? They've they've been out there enough to know. That and the they could see school, it on the radars
1: yeah. and their and their GPS and all that or whatever, their electronics, yeah.
0: And so like we went to the first stop, the fish kind of sunk out and we all kind of did that same thing. We did the two baits on fly line and switched to sinker rigs or Colt Sniper yeah. and nobody got bit and the captain was like, hey, this, this school wasn't willing to play, let's move on so we moved on to another one and uh same thing same program kind of slid into the school school kind of sunk out pretty quick but we all were doing the fly line gig and uh it was my second bait on the fly line so i tried one didn't get anything on the first like 20 to 30 seconds not that
1: it matters but i think you got it on the third stop because uh, that one young kid he got he got a yellow fin oh, right. first. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. put a yellow fin on the boat so not not that it matters but I, at our second stop he put the first tuna on the boat, the yellow fin. that kind of got everyone kind of woken up. Yeah, I was and, like, okay now okay, the tunas down. are yeah, here. Yeah. The tunas are here for sure. Then we got to the second stop and then it was on. yeah, yeah, so that's we, when you got yours and go ahead I'm So sorry. anyway, we
0: slid into the school and uh, basically tried the first bait it yeah. didn't, didn't get bit about 20 30 seconds, reeled it back in, changed it out and put a good found a good swimmer, went to yeah. the live bait well. And bait selection is huge. You know, you got to find the good swimmers and like know which ones they are. They're harder to catch. That's usually a good sign when they're harder to catch. But I snagged a good good swimmer, hooked it, and I tried a new technique, which I was super pumped to try out, was uh, basically belly hooking them. Yep. So it's right. They have like some belly fins. I don't know what you want to call those, Mm -hmm. but they're fins on their belly. And you hook. Two sets. Two sets. Yeah, there's like one on each side, right and left. And so
1: hooked well there's two sets there's one like oh, up on and in the belly and then there's one kind of further back towards right, the tail right. you want to do the first one in the belly not towards the tail right because i so- made that mistake <laughs>
0: <laughs> it ripped out it, because yeah. you got to find some that's why the fins to do it right above the fins is super important right because it gives the the skin a little firmness and it doesn't the hook doesn't just rip right out so that's what you'd go right over those hooks right. and i was doing it on the belly and uh sent the bait out and the bait was a good swimmer it took off so
1: the advantage of of just real quick because there's uh shoulder hooks too where you can hook the top of the bait but the belly hook on the bait actually makes the bait dive down for some reason it feels a tug from its belly and it goes towards it, it just goes down uh down in depth so it's very interesting on the belly hook too i'm sorry to interrupt go ahead
0: no no it's true that's that was exactly what ended up happening so i picked a good bait belly hooked it. And since the fish had kind of sunk out, yeah, it was important to get the bait down, but I didn't want to switch to the sinker rig yet. I was like, Hey, I'm gonna try that second bait and go for it. So do it. And the fish just takes off and I'm yeah. kind of using the trick that so salty Lee had taught us, you know, yeah. Mara taught us where you're just kind of back spinning your reel, right? It puts a little pressure on the fish. And like you said, the fish keeps swimming. And so my bait had gotten out there pretty far, like quickly. And then I just was kind of waiting, waiting. Everyone had their lines out. There was nothing happening yet. And, uh, I could feel my bait kind of start to take off a little bit. It was swimming a little faster, swimming a little faster. And then just kind of like, it almost went slack and then it just took off and my line started coming off and I was holding my fingers and my thumb on top of my line so that it wasn't going to backspool or like right. do anything like that. Right. But all of a sudden it just took off. And in my mind, I was like, okay, I'm I'm bit for sure. Just yeah, what happened right yeah. now, I'm bit. Yeah. And so I waited. I kind of did like a head count, like one 1,000, two, one thousand, three, one thousand, four, one thousand, and then was like, I'm on, like, let's set set the let's set the hook, flip or, it in yeah, strike, flip it into drive, flip it into gear, excuse yeah, me. Yeah. And uh flipped it into gear and did you get me so excited
1: right now? It was on. Oh. It was on.
0: And so, like, I knew I was on. And nobody else, because it was, like, really quiet. Right. And nobody else knew. Because right. no and one was bit yet. No one was bit. And my bait just kind of was in the right spot, right time. Oh. And instantly was just like, spider! Yeah. <laughs> and then, yes. like, everybody started yelling yes. it. And it was, like, it was on. And the excitement level then, went up, dude.
1: And then, right next to me, this lady hooks up. And she's, like, "Uh, the guy next to her on her left is like, I think you're bit. And I look over and her her backspin is spinning or her spool is spinning and she's like holding it with her finger. She's like, I think so too. I'm like, oh, you're definitely bit. Put it in <laughs> put it in gear. And so she puts it in strike and she's on too. And I believe she got a yellow fin out of it. But you yelled biter and I look up to my left and I see you coming down the rail and you are locked up with this fish. <laughs> and it was so intense, buddy.
0: Oh, my gosh. Because everybody was so everybody intense. was stacked up. The whole boat, there was, you know, whatever, 30 of us. Everyone was pretty much stacked up along the stern and, like, the starboard side because we were all fishing, like, the, the windward side. Wind so we in their face, yeah. man. And so everybody was kind of there. And I was closer to kind of the middle of the boat closer almost to the bow yeah you were And so like i yeah, hooked up were. and the fish just ran straight for the stern straight for and the so yeah. i had to like run down the yep. rail yep. kind of like going over under over under yep. over under and going through everybody
1: super tense and, moment uh, super tense moment
0: you know i ended up hooking it up on i kind of had changed because we were doing the sinker rig yeah i had changed my set one of my setups that i originally had planned for fly line i had changed it to do my sinker rig on and then I had 30 pound on my Torium, like, you know, it was like a 30 pound setup that I had for 30 pound and I set it up and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to go ahead and use this. Mm-hmm. And, uh, ended up almost being a mistake. It almost was a mistake. So I'm on 30 pound. Don't know what size fish I've hooked up, but it's taking drag. I'm running, get through all the people, end up doing a whole lap around the boat, which is silly. I was I laughing. Just couldn't lack it up. Cause I just was taking yeah, drag and this, yeah. thing, like my reel wasn't like. I was kind of getting line and they would take some line, get in line, take some line. It was just kind of this like tug of war right away. So now I'm kind of thinking like, ah, dude, maybe I hooked into a bigger fish. Get to the bow, kind of around back to where I started and get the fish to kind of start doing some circles. So it's kind of straight up and down now. And I just got it there and I'm like circling, kind of like taking cranks, taking cranks. And I get it straight up and down and I get it to deep color pretty quick.
1: Mind you, all this time you're still tightening down your drag.
0: Oh yeah, and I'm clicking it, clicking it, clicking yeah, it. Yeah, because the
1: deckhand is like, and hey,
0: give it one more click. Again, dude, crew, awesome. As soon awesome. as I yells biter, there was a deckhand right by my side and just guiding me through, guiding me through all the lines of other people. Yeah, yeah. Going up, down, up, down, helping me get through everybody, guiding yeah, you're me around. Definitely the boat, not by yourself. Telling me to kind of like wind, you know, hey, pull, put your rod this way. He's coaching me through the whole thing. It was mm-hmm, awesome. Mm-hmm. Great crew. So we get to kind of a stopping point, get the fish circling, which is where you want them. And you just got to kind of start to put the pressure on them and wear them out and then just get them up to the surface so they can gaff them and get them on the boat. So I get them to deep color. And so I can see the fish now and it just is staying there And my, now my, and we've been buttoning down the drag and it's slipping. It's slipping. It just won't.
1: Like basically, so the drag is in full, full engage. You can't tighten it down anymore. And yet it's, the line is still coming out.
0: Yeah. And so that shouldn't happen. That's no. like real failure is happening. And so the drag failure. I'm like, kind of slowly inching it, inching this fish up, inching this finish up. And the captain now, because I'm on the bow, so the captain's he's like right, right there, next and you. he's like, "You should have this fish on the boat now. Like, what's, going, like, on? what's going on?" And I'm like, "Over there, dude." And like my reels messed up i don't know what's happening and he's kind of just giving me a hard time but he understood he knew he, what was he happening knew.
1: he asked "Is hey, the yeah. drag slipping yeah
0: so we're he, you know he just
1: happened i stopped recording yeah I you were kind of like in my
0: you're there and you're just like i'm gonna walk away yeah so then finally like i don't want to put any more pressure get on you, the dude. fish up to surface so and scary. it's getting ready to gaff and the deckhand goes to gaff and just barely missed it and so when he missed it the fish took off oh. and it ripped out a bunch of drag it ripped out like 20 more yards of drag i was like I got to do this again. And so then like crank, 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 deckhand grabs it. He grabs it from me really quick. He's like, hold on. And he kind of puts some pressure on it, gives it back to me. Captain sees this all happening. He calls up a second deckhand. Second deckhand comes running up and they get the gaff and I finally get the fish there, like barely to the surface again. Gaff comes down, hooks it, landed it. First bluefin on the boat, stoked, frothing, just like worn out. And I was like, it was like a 22 pound bluefin, yeah. which can fight like hell in a pound for pound. Probably one of the strongest fighting fish out there, out, yeah. but should have had that thing on the boat in less than a minute. You know, like it should have been there quick and it took me like 10, you know, like I was like, dude, you're gonna be kidding me. so anyways, I was like, uh, I'll, give you, up, minutes, yeah. I'll give you eight minutes. <laughs> ended up taking that straight, eight minutes. straight back to the rack <laughs> put that thing on there and didn't touch it for the rest of the day. Can't was trust like, that it. thing's done, dude.
1: Can't trust that it. thing
0: is done. So anyways, got a bluefin on the boat super pumped not talking crap
1: on on the reel or but it it just it just just, something 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 happened happened. it It, didn't work
0: unfortunately it happened to me before we had gone on an offshore trip last year i caught a yellow fin on it kind of the same thing happened i should have known then i should have kind of made notes i just maybe thought my drag settings weren't tight enough and i was kind of fishing some lighter line i think i was fishing like 20 pound okay so anyway shame on me you know it's kind of you got to do gear checks those bluefin will mm. test your gear absolutely will test your gear everything it's worth so, uh, anyways,
1: we got kinda, a we got a basically like two or three fish from that stop. Yeah, and uh, and there were two yellowfin, one bluefin, and uh, then we moved on to the next one. Yeah, and it was <sighs> man, it was pretty was much really, slow
0: picking all day. Like the really fish tough were that. sinking out really, really quick. Didn't want to play.
1: Yeah, that morning bite kind of like just settled, and then it was really, really tough. Like right. they were diving down, so we couldn't really even get them on sinker rigs or anything it was like midday was midday blues right there it was
0: man and, and we saw more fish than i think i've yeah. ever seen more schools of fish i mean it was like you know testament to the crew and the captain they were locating the fish and getting us in the zone we had chances quote unquote to kind of get the fish the we, fish just didn't want to play we had
1: looks yeah we had looks we saw the fish out there and we we're like okay here we come and then as soon as we got even close no one could even throw a, a lure at them they were that far and they would just stop. And it was just like calm seas all of a sudden. And We try to drop sinker rigs down as fast as we can. But it was really tough, man. It was really, really tough. So here we are like, I don't yeah. I don't like to look at my watch or never do. Never, I, never look at my clock. I don't look at I don't look at the time. I actually don't wear a watch out there. So I don't look at the time. Um, but I just know that the sun is still out and there's still a chance. <laughs> um, but at this point, um, I'm getting a little nervous. One of those stops, I'm gonna, uh, go ahead and bring up a, a story of, of regret. Um, <laughs> I'm fishing a, um, I'm fishing a, uh avid reel and I'm all set up with a sinker rig and I, I get my bait down and we're on a, on a school that dove down. So I get my sinker rig down there. I didn't even bother with the fly line cause I knew they were diving down. So I got my rig down there and man, it, it was a longer soak. It was probably like closer to like two minutes. Um, I remember actually reeling it back up cause I counted and I was, I was letting it out painfully slow. That Which was important on the that rig and the that was ball. I didn't understand that. And, uh, yeah, painfully slow is really painful to, to let that line out, but I let the line out super slow with my with my fingers and even my drag I kind of adjusted my drag to where it would barely let some line out um, so basically there it goes down with the with the six ounce sinker rig uh, rubber band setup and I get the live bait down there and all of a sudden after about two minutes I you know I reel it up really quick or you know not really quick but I reel it up and then I let it go back down and I kind of notice that it's it's taking off. And it was a very weird feeling because I think because of that sinker rig on there, it it didn't, it wasn't like a fly line. It was, it wasn't like taking off and ripping line out. It just was like moving. It just was constantly pulling line. It was very weird. It was, it was very weird. So anyways, I flip it into gear and I just, I got excited. So I flipped it into gear to kind of like reel it up. Like, well, it's getting deep now. But then all of a sudden, it stopped, and it got really tight, and and I th- I was like, I'm hooked up. I'm hooked up.
0: I'm bit right now.
1: I'm bit. So I even said it, like, I'm, I'm bit. I'm bit. And then I'm in gear, and I reel it, like, two times over, like, two full circles on the crank, and it's pulling on me, and it's pulling back. So I'm yelling, biter, biter, and I do the classic mess up when you have circle hooks.
0: <laughs> and that is lifting
1: up your rod tip. I lifted up my rod tip and I pulled the hook right out of its mouth because, uh, I mean, I don't want to get into technical, uh, things, but if you don't know circle hooks, you don't, you don't set a hook like in uh, classic bass fishing or anything like that. You don't, you don't rip up your rod and set the hook real quick. You'll actually lose a fish more often than you catch one that way. Um, the hooks are like completely curled over, and they're actually meant for like a slow pull, and it goes to the corner of the fish mouth, of the fish's mouth, and uh, that's how they're designed to do it. And I got super excited, you know. I blame it on the very cheap beer that I drank, <laughs> and it wasn't quality craft beer, and it just messed up my mind. That's what I blame it on. Yeah, but no. <laughs> at that point, I, I got super excited, and yeah, I, dude, at yeah. that point
0: in the day, it. it, it We could kind of tell it was going to be kind of a slower day. You wouldn't have to take advantage of the opportunities you were granted. And you were excited. You got bit. Dude, I was so excited. And so you just kind of just did the classic move. Like you said, you got excited and you kind of, you went to set it. Circle hooks, you know, it's, it's knowing your gear, knowing your, your, the material you're using. Staying calm. Real into it. it. It's it's all about staying calm. And that's like what I said. Like, as soon as I felt myself get bit using a circle hook on live bait, I just went through my mind. I said, okay, I know I'm bit one
1: yeah i didn't count
0: i didn't count three and then put it in gear and then felt it and then got one crank on it and was like i'm set (laughs) minor you know then you just go and then it's just like excitement but you know it's tough dude it's tough to do
1: to to say the least i was bummed yeah man because i was, was bummed i was like jason
0: make this pain go away <laughs> you make were you stop. were sulking for the next next couple of hours you were sulking no for next not a couple, couple hours
1: i don't know it wasn't that long but it was definitely a solid right, 20 minutes hour 45 maybe. yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh dude it was so rough for me but so but so you no i'm not even gonna let you talk but because you brought it up you said hey dude Keep positive vibes. Uh, some other, some other, uh, uh lady on the boat. The, this chick on the boat. She, she got her bluefin actually on the same stop or something like that. She, her bluefin. Uh, off sawed by off. somebody. Yeah, because you so, got tangled
0: with somebody else. Somebody else sawed her off.
1: Yeah, like if you get tangled out there, just go slack line, please. You're not on the fish. <laughs> slack lines, please. Follow
0: your line. Follow
1: your line. Keep them tight, tight lines until you're oh. tangled. Then go slack line. Slack line on the tangle. So, uh, she got sawed off and, um just where our gear was, we we're kind of close to each other. So she, you were telling her, you know, positive vibes, you're going to get one on the next one. And then I came up and you were like, dude, same thing with you, you know, positive vibes. I'm like, oh, bumming.
0: <laughs> ah, it hurts
1: so bad. But anyways, dude, you brought,
0: yeah, you you,
1: you had just the good, to keep
0: the vibe alive, dude. Keep the good words of going, wisdom
1: dude. there. And uh, I was able to get one on the last stop of the day. And it was fantastic. It was on a fly line. Bottom of
0: the ninth. You got it done, dude. 30
1: pound uh, fly line. And uh, yeah, it was. We pulled up to a school that was b- uh, boiling and, and foaming, and they didn't go down as quick as the last ones. <laughs> it was like the change of the day kind of changed the fish. We got a little whatever. later afternoon for sure. It was like whatever. So it was great, dude. It was awesome. And mine weighed 28 pounds. Yeah, you got and, a good one.
0: You got one of the better ones of the day, dude. And it
1: was awesome. It, I, did not at this point I stayed calm and I let it just rip line and I was like one 1000 <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> um, got it done dude got it got done, it done dude, I got it sure. done and we got it done and it was such a cool trip because at the end of the day the boat numbers were really low and you and I technically really got half of the boats bluefin tuna so there was four bluefin tuna caught for the boat four yellowfin tuna caught for the boat and 14 yellowtail. And uh that was really I mean, I thought it was over for me, but bottom of the ninth, like you said. Got it done, dude. That's
0: I mean, it was awesome. First bluefin, last bluefin, last fish of the trip. You got it. I need another.
1: I need another beer.
0: Yeah, man. And uh it was awesome because what we did, bluefin. They're really tough. Tough, tough fishing. Unless they're really unless they're not. (laughs) <laughs> if, if you get the chance, I highly, highly, highly recommend going out on, on the San Diego. Great boat. Great crew. Great captains. Yeah. Awesome boat. So we got some bluefin. We brought them back. And uh, the next day, we brought them both back. We did gild and gutted. We like to bring them back whole because we like to clean the fish. And the reason we like to clean the fish is because you get a lot of meat off those fish. And we need a beer. We, we need a beer,
1: but we got recipes. that We got we, some
0: recipes. We ended up doing a little cookout on we Saturday. We actually cooked
1: a, a bluefin head.
0: Hey, dude, we got some we got some fun recipes, dude. It was, fun. was We a had little, a good day. The next day was, that was a, drop, awesome. little, little a little, drop, a little little drop in the future. A little tease, a little tease. Little I like tease, that dude. I recipe like that. tease. But we're gonna grab another beer. We'll be right back. Free range tales. And we are back. The beers are full. Back again. What do you got there today, buddy?
1: Well, you know, keeping an OG with the Modelo, but you, you, <laughs> did, you did bring it up uh, a St. Archer.
0: Yeah. Journey, Journey Series, little Journey IPA. Series,
1: Jer- Jeff Johnson, El Capitan Yosemite.
0: Little Session IPA. I got one of those as well, man. Cheers. Cheers. Man, cheers. Otra vez. So. Well, that's cot- good. Cot- blue, that is a good one. Oh it's, my a, God. it's delicious. You could drink that all day, too. Wow, Saint Archer shout out session IPA is delicious. Wow, and got a cool scenery. can too. Can cool a little uh, My picture of
1: goodness
0: El Capitan in Yosemite. It's a Saint Archer. I, I'm I'm all about I'm Saint Archer. A yeah, take a picture of, of that, this. save I'm it, man. A
1: picture of a limited
0: edition. Of so kind of cool. Jeff Johnson, I think he might even be invested in Saint Archer in some way. Saint Archer was started by some skateboarders, surfers, all invested in it. Um, this one was kind of a limited run series where they took one of jeff johnson's photos and put it on the can and it's beautiful it's cool good beer too shout out session ipa wow. saint archer
1: very good um anyways let's get yeah. into it
0: so we caught bluefin
1: oh. and we're stoked yes
0: and so we get back we both took our fish and had them gilled and gutted Deck hands on the san diego did a great job with that amazing job with that cleaned the fish really well uh brought the fish home Kept it on ice all night. Both have kill bags, filled the kill bags with ice, kept the fish on ice all night. I made a slurry. Yeah. Nice little slurry. you put that, a little salt water in there too? Yeah, that night. Nice.
1: Yep. Yeah. I uh so I, I basically just put salt in in with the ice and it melted the ice to where it got to a neutral point. But you have to add more ice. That's that's the key. Yeah, so. I like to put a lot of ice in there. A lot of basically ice basically bury
0: the fish in there and some salt. Yeah,
1: a little salt and it just kind of cures the. Basically, cures the I put a lot of salt back and forth, kind of thing, you know, front and back, all the way up and down the fish, kind of thing, and it seems to work out. You know, the fish, you know, meat stays firm and doesn't get mushy. Um, it actually does really well. pulls Pulls any remaining blood out of the, uh, you know, vessels and whatnot and veins. Which, um,
0: fun fact for the day, you can use that slurry that basically if you bleed your fish inside your kill bag, yep. all that blood yep. and and water has so nutrient-rich yeah. that you can take it and pour it in your, your vegetable garden, which we did here. We had yeah. some tomatoes, we got some some bell peppers, we got some thing, different Absolute, things growing. Pour that slurry in there too with that yep. blood, that water. It's just so nutrient-rich and yeah. it works and your plants love it. So, it works great. Fun fact of the day. Yeah. Um. So the next day, finally got up frothing kind of telling the fam about what happened the day before retelling my story three times over nice and uh (laughs) start to 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 flay the fish and and basically prep it to either go into the vacuum sealer and freeze and uh or the remainder of it to eat that day because it doesn't get any fresher than that
1: right right or the next three days as, as they say you want to keep it like in your fridge for three days and then put it either in the freezer or eat it um, that's kind of the general rule of
0: thumb, which is something I've actually learned with, with cleaning, you know, either tuna, yellowtail, whatever it is, any, any fish, even rockfish is, uh, I like to let that fish set in the fridge. You can let it set for a whole day if something you need I'm to. I'm doing too now. So you yeah. fillet it, you get, get, you know, if, if you're going to eat it right away, skin off, if you're just going to freeze it, you can leave the skin on, but you fillet it into the pieces that you're either going to freeze or going to eat. And you let that set in just almost dry age in your fridge. And it gets, ai don't want to say a crust, but it gets, a, it kind of pulls more moisture out of it. Yeah. Out of the surface of the fish. Yeah. And it is, it vacuum seals so much better. And <clears throat> well, it if eats you were, so much better if when you, you were doing to,
1: it. If you were to like put those, uh, you know, in between the the spine and the ribs and when you're flaying your fish, all that spoon scraping stuff in a bowl and actually put a, clear plastic wraps saran wrap over the bowl um, and put it in the fridge you'll actually see moisture collect at the top of the bowl that is not coming from anywhere but from the fish and it's actually going to be pulling out of the fish still there's moisture if you were to put salt on your fish it actually pulls the moisture out and you'll see the moisture actually beat up um on top of the fish even too and you wipe it off with a what uh, you know paper towel or something like that um there's a lot of different ways uh like that you know dry aging and and salt to uh to get the moisture out that's that's kind of what you want to do um it's really tough when you do get a big one and
0: uh where are you gonna you, put all that yeah where, where, <laughs> that's where i was mean gonna, like i had like, a, you know, like a, a mid-grade 20 pounder and it was like it filled the whole fridge i, was I like, actually what am I took to do, the man? weights
1: of my, of my fish. So the head of my 28 pound bluefin tuna, and this was kind of a chunkier one, like a fattier one. It wasn't that long and skinny kind of type. It was actually pretty healthy. Um, there was some belly fat on it. That was pretty impressive. Um, it, the, the head was 2.7 pounds. The, uh, rest of the, the carcass itself. So the spine and, you know, vertical and, you know, top and bottom kind of uh, bones and whatnot. Um, all of that was 2.1 pounds. And then the actual meat itself was 16 point, um, 16.1 or 16.2. That's a good yield.
0: 16 pounds of meat is a so, great yeah, yield, man. That's yeah. great. You know, like that's that's plenty of fish to go around where you're going to do sashimi. You got the bellies to kind of do stuff with. Which, by the way, so,
1: but what it, it kind of made me interested in the rest of the the rest of the poundage. You know what that rest of the poundage is. So if you take sixteen and then you take the you know two pounds, that's eighteen plus the 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 or the two point seven pounds, it's almost three, you know, and then the 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 carcass, um, it, it just it all adds up and whatnot, and I took pictures of these of the stuff. But it doesn't add up to the total fish. So then <laughs> where's I was like, the rest of it? I was it, tripping out it on it. Did someone that.
0: take some sashimi from you, cut a little bit
1: off, and kept it on the boat or what? So uh the carcass was six point one. Oh, I'm so sorry. I I'm I don't know where I got two point one. Uh the carcass was six point one. So that's eight, that's almost nine pounds plus the that's twenty-seven. So you're you're
0: so the guts, right guts, guts were like a pound.
1: Guts in the blood was a pound. Wow that's what it that's what it was i was like hey i'm still short like a pound or two so maybe the scale's off and my mind started racing I'm like wait a second it came home uh gilded, yeah, yeah, gutted. gilded
0: gutted so that I means you lost so the blood and all that stuff that makes sense that's awesome that's good to do pound, that's good that's good math because on, on the fish we actually utilized the majority of the fish to eat And uh the reason i want to say that is because i ended up hitting you up on saturday and said hey let's get let's get a little feast going yeah. so you know yeah, you want to come over come tonight up. yeah
1: come over tonight let's 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 cook some tuna up so yeah we did that
0: so you came over you brought a belly over you had filleted the fish we both had to fillet the fish yeah i brought a half a belly you brought half a belly and then you brought the head over
1: it's like the belly portion in the riblets kind of thing and uh because i split down the middle you know from from the bottom which is the way to Uh, do it. That's
0: like the, the cleaning a tuna is so easy. Yeah. Or you can
1: keep the whole belly portion together. If you were to kind of split horizontally, not vertically kind of thing. Um, you can kind of keep the whole fish to the belly portion together. And then you still have the riblets then. But, um, I, I kept it. I keep it one side and the other. And, uh, which was really cool is you got a (laughs) Traeger. I do have a Traeger. And, uh, (laughs) <laughs> and we were in yeah i brought over that half a belly with the riblets
0: yeah so we ended up like we're like hey we're gonna i had a bunch of sashimi was gonna make some and I actually with that. brought the head too like yeah, i mentioned And you brought the head which was was cool that was a cool idea yeah because head meat is delicious i gave mine to my dog actually he ended up devouring it didn't it go just, to like, waste then he ate all the meat out of that head it was unbelievable actually your dog i don't put it past
1: him at all because i've seen him devour a live trout yeah <laughs> <laughs> He's a fish hound, for yeah, sure. Yeah, like from end to end, tail and all. He will live and eat.
0: No he problem. Puts his paw on the head yeah, and holds it still no and
1: eats it live. It's so it doesn't insane. go to waste. I mean, your your fish head at least didn't go to waste. Yeah, dog, dog it didn't go the into head. the trash or down to the ocean like a lot of these uh fish heads do, to be honest with you. and So
0: yeah. what did we do with it? So we pulled the Traeger out, and we were going to cook the head and the belly on yeah. the Traeger. And, yeah. tr- and with that, we kind of like— Kind of threw together a quick recipe for the belly a like little
1: we, bit of internet help too yeah you know kind of did a quick you know search and uh found out other people kind of did the same thing um so yeah i mean with the head we kind of did like a well first of all we we made like a brine
0: for the belly portion uh i think that's which, super important because we like we looked it up and I've smoked other yeah. bellies before, and I've smoked fish before. Usually, you're going to do some sort of salt or soy yeah, base. Yeah, so they did soy base, and, and then you do like some sort of a sugar, so right. brown sugar or just regular granulated sugar. They were calling for both, on and the then recipe. some sort of a like spice. You want to add some spice to it because it kind of adds another element to it. Which I forgot what and they so said for that. And so what we did is we kind of Jimmy rigged it a little bit, but I had like a teriyaki marinade that you would do like teriyaki chicken or whatever with. Yeah, just and normal just, one poured that in the in the got a ziploc bag took the belly yep. that you brought over yep. poured the teriyaki like marinade in there poured some molasses which molasses was the replacement of the brown sugar right so poured some molasses in there and then took some like hot sauce i think we had like frank's red sauce red, frank's red hot yeah red hot in, in yeah. the uh, fridge
1: yeah. and dumped a bunch
0: of that in there and uh just let it sit for like you know you probably should let it brine in there for a little longer we did about an hour and it actually worked out great. It was oh perfect gosh. in there. Cause we were kinda, and then it
1: cooked for two hours.
0: Yeah, then we put it on the Traeger about 220. Kind
1: 220 of to 230? Yeah.
0: Had it smoking on the Traeger so for about two hours and pulled it off. <laughs> and all that fat in the belly, because yours was was a fatty, so it had a lot of fat within yeah. the
1: meat. Yeah, the one on, the, was, on the grill right now is, is the same.
0: Yeah, we're cooking up another feast. We'll get into that in a minute. <laughs> but we're cooking up another feast tonight. We said, hey, we're going to record. We might as well cook up some more. But that one had so much fat in it that it just like we pulled, I opened up the Traeger and looked yeah. at it and it just was like, kind of like falling apart. And I was like, oh, it's done, like, let's go. And we made, what was that little sauce you made, a little dipping sauce you made with it?
1: I mean, a ponzu based. I do a, a, a ponzu and a little bit of soy and uh, some sesame oil and then some uh, black sesames and uh, sesame seeds and white sesame seeds.
0: Dude, it was delicious. And so uh-huh. we pulled that off, just yeah. smoked. It was still hot. Yep. Threw it on the table. Everyone kind of picked at it. And we just were had our own little dipping sauces. We got to be corona-friendly. Yeah, and yeah. so we all had our dipping sauces. Pulled the meat off. It was butter. I it mean, was literally like butter.
1: I love, I love, I love the sesame oil and all the sauce with that, but um like the ponzu and, and the soy. I love that dipping sauce, but you can eat that just as is with the fat content, even through all the sauce. That you dip it in you can taste the fat content on there and it was just it was super good like i mean i think that's why it's a prized fish
0: oh it was, it's it was because
1: unreal. uh um i mean here you go it's it's a 28 pound fish it wasn't even that big of one and it's holding all this fat in its belly kind of thing um that's kind of why it's a prize fish. Oh, it was delicious. That the, the, was good. The I think flavors. We ended up doing flavors like a are amazing.
0: 10-course meal out of this out of the fish. you know, Just on that first night, that that Saturday we got back, so it was good. like a 10-course meal. So did the belly, which was fantastic on the Traeger. And then also because we had the Traeger out, we ended up doing the uh, fish head. And the fish head was a unique idea. You had kind of like looked up some recipes yeah, and I seen just, some things on I just there. just looked
1: up one real quick, actually. Um, and we kind of went with that.
0: Yeah. And it was just like, let's just do this. Hey, let's try it out. Head meat. Super. I love cheek. Cheek is probably one of my favorites. Collar is one of my favorites. Yeah, And so if the collar and the cheek are like that, I'm assuming the whole head is going to have some meat in there. And you know what?
1: After reading and studying that recipe, I still did it wrong. (laughs) (laughs) So we were supposed to like make like this whole like brine kind of thing in a pot and then boil it in it. Instead, we just like took boiling water and i thought like all this other brine stuff was going to come in later but yeah so i basically told you just boil some water and you did <laughs> and then uh we kind of just it said pour boil like it boiling was actually, hot water yeah over boiling it. hot water over it but you're supposed to do that and then put it in a brine i didn't read and that then let it boil part. in the
0: brine to get all that flavor yeah like, kind of scent you, yeah so
1: so you basically like to not boil your brine uh you, they they said to pour the boiling hot water inside the fish head and on top of it and kind of like all around it and i just jumped to that portion and kind of figured <laughs> that the other part one was through later. five and then jumped straight to step six then we realized like oh shit we're supposed to have like this whole thing boiled and brined up in a boiling kind of simmer yeah i messed that up so we we're like well let's just Put salt and pepper on the inside and
0: <laughs> throw it on the tray. We threw it on the tray and we said, "Hey, it can't it can't be bad. Let's just see what happens." No way, dude. We threw it on the tray for salt and pepper on know, the an hour inside. and a half, whatever it was. You know, we threw it on the tray for a while, yeah. just salt and pepper. The boiling hot water that you po- pulled over it over. <laughs> God, I can't talk right now. The boiling water <laughs> that you poured over the top of the, the tuna head itself, yeah, yeah. it kind of got the meat to set a little bit. Totally did. And then we threw it on the smoker. Yeah. It, again, it, we kept it pretty low temp. It was probably like 220 and just kept it there and just let it cook at that. Yeah. And just left it on there because we were kind of like bringing courses out throughout the and evening. then you cranked it up. Yeah. Uh, and then we finished it at, at a little higher temp. Three, like like 350 Yeah. And then something. I cranked it up to 350 to finish. Something like it, that. It, it, Almost was like a reverse sear, almost, where it kind of got a little smoke on it. It got, like, it got it hot. It, yeah. And then once we pulled the it belly off, it, it we were cooking it. the head and the belly at the same time, there was a little overlap there. And so I left it on because the belly I wanted to keep it low and slow. Yeah. And then yeah. we threw the head on. We kept it there. We got it, got it started, pulled the belly off, ate the belly, and then I fired it up to 350 to get kind of some, like, to really bake it and really get it going. Man, did that. And mean- it got it a little crispy. We ended up just pulling the head. Perfect. It turned out so good. We perfect. used that same dipping sauce that we used for the belly, that little ponzu-based dipping sauce. Pulled the head apart. Bunch of head meat, bunch of cheek meat and just was like so delicate, so buttery, so good. It was awesome. Yeah,
1: even like up on top where the spine is, the head meat where it meets up in there and, you know. It was you, delicious. That was, was
0: super tender. That was so good. Yeah, and it was like a big old chunk of meat. Yeah, it was, that was, that was fantastic. And then, uh, so that was kind of the cooked meat portion. Um, yep. and then what I, my kind of preparations or mine and Amy's preparations yeah. were, uh, we did, uh, did some sashimi. Obviously we had some fresh ones. So we just sliced up some fresh sashimi. Awesome. A little fresh wasabi, one. um, little soy sauce to go with that to compliment yep. it. Delicious. And then, uh, love, 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 uh, Poisson crew, which is almost like it's a Tahitian, ceviche if you can imagine that so you basically you dice the fish up into you know one inch squares maybe half inch squares whatever the case is you cook it not like ceviche you're normally i do it with like rockfish a lot or like sheephead you cook it for a long time you want that fish to be fully cooked but since you've got in, the citrus, tuna, in citrus yeah in citrus so you you know you squeeze a bunch yeah. of lemons limes oranges whatever you're going to use to get that citrus on there to cook right. in citrus right with the tuna and I've done this with Yellowtail too, which is another preparation of the Poisson crew, which I call California Poisson crew. But you basically marinate it in that. You're not cooking the meat in there. You're marinating it in there. So you only want to do it for about 15 minutes. But what else you're also doing, you're, you're dicing up you know onions, tomatoes, cucumbers, um, cilantro, like anything you can think of that's going to add it in there. Super, super good. And you just kind of mix that in there you marinate the, the fresh tuna in lemon. We just use straight lemons for my dad's got this bomb lemon tree. We just took a bunch of lemons, squeeze the lemons, get all the juices out of it, marinate the fish in there yeah. for about 15 minutes. Then the trick to Poisson crew is coconut milk. So you take some coconut milk. Like if you're really OG, you take a fresh coconut you just get the milk out of right. there. You make your own fresh Baby coconut. Baby
1: milk. coconut. <laughs> <Yeah>. baby <laughs> coconut.
0: <laughs> you need the baby coconut. Baby coconut. <laughs> so you can make your own coconut milk if you're like that motivated. I just bought the canned stuff because it's, you know, coconuts aren't readily available here in California. But uh, anyways, took the coconut milk and you kind of finish that over the top and it adds a creaminess. It adds that coconut flavor and it's super, super good. We uh, Amy fried up some uh, wontons, some fresh wontons, and we just were making little fro- fresh wontons. Poisson crew on there, super bomb, good preparation. It was so good. Um, the other one too, which is I think the benefit of taking the fish home. You know, like the deckhands will clean your fish for you, they'll fillet it for you. They usually throw the carcass overboard with the head, which right. you, we got to save. Right. The portion that I was super happy. So filleting the fish, getting better at my knife work deck hands probably do it way better than I do but I'm getting better at my knife work got a pretty close cut but on the bones and on the carcass itself right, there's right. a lot of meat left on there so I took a spoon and I scraped the meat that was on the bones and on like in kind of between the carcass those itself. yeah there's kind of those bones. little little vertical like vertebrae almost like yeah. there's kind of bones that run down there there's these little like hammock if you will between <laughs> the bones right and there's meat left in there I scraped all that out and we made spicy tuna with all of that and yep. that was bomb too so we used the fresh wontons kind of using that spicy tuna mm-hmm. that was next mm-hmm. level so it was it was quite the feast mm-hmm. and it mm-hmm. was delicious everybody was frothing everyone had a good time oh and another one another recipe which i saw online that i was super curious i got some rockfish a couple weeks ago and we're just like
1: barely touching on these recipes oh, by the way just, you guys like if,
0: if you guys are really interested hit us up yeah get let us know us. and we'll post them like i mean maybe we'll do it like we're actually cooking. We I can send you some I can like, smell things cooking right now cuz we're cooking a recipe right now. But uh another recipe that was kind of fun that was interesting was a uh, rockfish and I making potstickers with with rockfish which was kind of mm-hmm. fun, you know. So you kind of take take onions, celery, carrots Carrot, yeah uh god water chestnuts um, yeah that was
1: really good by the way green onion chestnuts was a really it good adds one. a little crunch to it right it was perfect and so we made, it doesn't burn kind of thing you yeah. know it doesn't like cook no it just it, like it stays. still holds it yeah exactly. like, and so does the
0: celery a little bit too it kind yeah, of holds it too but so we did the water chestnut had a good flavor yeah so the water chestnuts onions um celery god i can not even remember am um, carrots um, cilantro, green yeah, onion. Yeah. We diced all that stuff up, made a little little veggie mix, and then I took some rockfish and diced it really, really small, as was... small as I could. Kind of minced it up. So good. Made little pot stickers with that. And fried them up, and then had kind of a similar type of dipping sauce, kind of a soy-based dipping sauce, and those things were awesome. Like, definitely want to do that again. I think I would steam them next time. We fried them this time. No, those were super good. No,
1: fry them, deep fry them, always. That was so good. And that's what's so rewarding. so That was so good, dude. All that stuff, all those, dude,
0: all those preparations, and we had five or six, seven different meals. I could got full off the pot stickers. Oh, dude. And it probably was, but then like the next thing was like Cause belly. Again, like, I was yeah. <laughs> I was still
1: using my same dipping sauce for those too, you know? It was like those so, are so good.
0: So good. And so we had kind of a you know seven, eight course meal, had some drinks, everyone oh. was having good times, different preparations of the same fish. We rockfish was kind of just still throwing. Got home safe. Still got home safe. That's a positive thing. But uh even tonight actually tonight's kind of another another good good example so we're like hey let's record let's kind of just get back in the studio we're we're frothed up we're we're pumped so i caught some calico a few weeks back and i kept the calico they were just over legal i know a lot of you guys like to throw the calico back i like to keep them they're fucking delicious so i keep
1: well you know what the thing is 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 this um just to save the calico point is Look, yes, they take five to seven years to become legal size. Then they grow at a very slow rate. We all know this. Um, hook and line people are the are usually the ones that are saying, like, don't mess with the calicos. Kind of like throw them back. Um, when we dive, we see how healthy the calico population is. And there is no shortage of, <laughs> of calico bass. Legal
0: Legal calicos out there.
1: There are definitely a whole bunch um and a whole bunch that i pass up on just so that they're there for reproduction um so yeah just just so people know about the calico bass thing because i didn't really think that this was an issue until you know recently and whatnot you know it's just like people really protect the calico bass but
0: which we're all about. We're all about conservation. I only take what That's I know I'm going to eat. That's, That's the thing. I- if, if if there's not a lot in the area, I'm not going to take that fish. It's true. It's true. So I took, I took a couple, knowing full well this was the recipe I wanted to do. I yeah. saw some that were yeah. in the size, speared them, took them home. And uh, so tonight we're preparing those. And what I wanted to do was kind of a Hawaiian style kind of – I think it comes from China, actually, but it's a Hawaiian preparation where it's basically – Cooking the whole fish, they do it with snapper. So I was like, I love calico. Calico is delicious. So I took the calico, gilled and gutted them, froze them, saved them for this night, pulled them out, scaled them. Yeah. Took the fins off. All the fins came off except for the tail fin, but you know, kind of the, all the dorsal yeah, fins, okay. off, everything else. Took okay. all the fins off. Scored the fish, so which is making little kind of like you know, sp- diamond diagonal kind of, yeah.
1: and then you made the crisscross kind yeah, of crisscrossed it all the way up yeah
0: and made a mixture of minced garlic grated ginger and fresh lemons from my dad's tree oh I squeeze it in there that kind of made like a paste
1: oh my god out of that so so that concoction i don't know what your ratio was but it's just kind of <laughs> probably like a, it's probably like a feel right you yeah, know? yeah you mince garlic you put ginger in there and then you put in lemons and so whatever made it like kind of Thick but watery, not really like one or the other, is what I saw. Yep. And so there was enough to put on there, but also it was like there was some extra, it was a nice like mixture of all three things. Yeah, yeah. And oh my gosh, that was a pungent. It's got a pungent smell, but it smells delicious. All the garlic, ginger,
0: and lemon juice, and it's bomb. And so I made kind of cooking right now. That paste it It is, I can kind of start to get in a whiff out of it right from right here. Uh, so in the scores, you fill the scores with that mixture, that okay. garlic. Okay. Ginger lemon mixture. You fill the scores with that. And so you bake it, put a little salt and, then, and pepper and then on we there put too. Put some lemons in there. Yeah. Put we took some lemon slices, kind of put it in there, keep the moisture high. You uh preheat your oven, 375 i just heard it right now i can beep it i can hear it beeping right now it's ready i'm gonna have to wrap this up so uh (laughs) (laughs) anyways you bake it oh there goes why half hour 45 minutes um with the we put some lemon wedges or lemon slices in there and you bake it cover it bake it and uh, when it's done you take it out of the oven and you slice up or mince up fresh cilantro and fresh green onions cover the fish once it's done baking you cover the fish with green onions and cilantro heat up oil you know you can do peanut so kind oil kind of
1: preheat up oil yeah you want to because... preheat
0: the oil because you want to get it boiling so when the fish is done baking you have this oil separate and then what you're going to do is put the onions and cilantro the green onion cilantro on the fish and then you're going to pour that pour that boiling hot oil over the top of that fish and then you just go to town, and you. So eat I've seen it. this technique, and like on, again Hawaiian style. That's yeah. where I saw it, and I was like, I want to try it with calico. So that's what we're gonna try. So tonight.
1: exactly, I've seen this technique like on Instagram and whatnot, and on the uh, Hawaiian spear fishermen that I follow, um, guys that I've never met, but you know, it's Instagram. You know, I feel like I know them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so. You know, I've I've always wanted to try this. And like the fact that you were like, Hey, I got two calico, let's do them, let's record tonight. And I was like,
0: I'm there. I'm so there. So
1: in. So in. I'm and so I was kind of jealous, dude, because like you did this. We're performing. doing it
0: together. We're doing it. We're nah, doing you, it right now, man. You did it. You're like, doing it up. You do. But you brought some more belly over. We got the the Traeger fired up right yeah. now, the belly's yeah. on there. Yeah. Um, and then uh, dude, we got another trip coming up
1: plus we had sashimi already again tonight we did have that was delicious it's all about the the recipes really this is why we do it you guys i mean this is why we do it so i've i've actually been hit up uh a lot more recently um on my personal instagram and also through text um with people who've seen me getting out and they're like oh dude like Tell me how to get there. How do I? How do Let I? Let me do get it? some fish. And no, no, not even that. No, um, no, no, not even that. It's just like how do I? How do I do it for myself? Yeah. And you know what? The fact that they're not saying, "Hey, can I get some fish? How do I do this for myself?" That is, uh, that's pretty, pretty well, rad, dude.
0: And that was the mission that we set out on exactly. doing. This podcast was that was the exact exactly. mission. Is that we enjoyed to do this stuff. We wanted to share, like, hey, we're total noobs, dude. We're, we're out there doing our thing, but it's possible. You just got to get out there and do it. That's my point, and man. This stuff is like pretty rad. How rewarding is it to, to feed your family, your friends, yourself? Dude, it's with even this more food that you're catching, dude. It, it, that's rewarding, but it's even more rewarding
1: when other people are saying, Hey, how can I do this? I've for had the my same experience, dude. Same experience. And that's
0: dude, that's that's pretty rad. Yeah. So super pumped. Well, we got. More trips coming up. We got two oh. more dope trips planned. Going to go chase some more blue fin, some more yellow fin. We've got you know, more than, some than more two pelagics.
1: trips. We have more than two well, trips. Well, two trips fine.
0: in the next two weeks is what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, okay. But, so
1: we're just counting in the next two weeks. Yes. Yeah,
0: I can't think that much further <laughs> in the future. Two weeks is all, I'll, all I'll I've go got. i through my calendar. Yeah, two weeks is all I've got. But we got a bunch of trips coming up. Can't wait, wait to more, share it. Some more offshore trips coming up. Some diving trips coming up. Super pumped. I can smell the fish cooking right now. I'm going to go eat that thing right now. I'm I'm excited, dude. I'm excited. Well, cheers to you, man. Free Range Tales. Check us out on Instagram. Let us know what you think. Let us know if you want some of those recipes because they were bomb off the charts. So let us know. Peace. Free Range Tales. Check us next time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Free Range Tales podcast. We're having fun reliving some of our stories and hope you guys are too. Leave us a comment and let us know what you think. Also, check us out on Instagram at Free Range Tales. Thanks for listening. We'll check you next time.